Hey there, friends. It's Nick. So yesterday, as I record this, the Ink Black Heart was released, which is the sixth book in the Cormoran Strike and Robin Ellicott um, series from J.K. Rowling, or writing as Robert Calbraith. These are detective stories, old-fashioned sort of gumshoe, even though they're set in present-day London, or more or less present-day. They're, they're quite kind of old-fashioned. There's lots of detecting there's lots of working things out there's lots of conversations there's lots of watching people it reminds me a bit of um james garner in the rockford files you know there there's usually a fight at the end but most of it is the kind of the canny investigator following leads and you know tracking down different bits and pieces and i love those books and over the past couple of weeks i've been rereading all of the previous ones which actually turns out to be quite a Quite an epic journey, rather like Harry Potter. They seem to get longer and longer as they go on. And Rowling has said in the in the the coda to one of her books, she said she'd always thought of Galbraith as her kind of private playground. And you can see, I think, the joy. You know, this is obviously uh, J.K. Rowling. To well, she's doing all right for herself. Let's just say that she's writing for the love of it. And you can see that because these books are, some of them are sort of labyrinthine constructions and very, very tightly plotted. Um, lots of nuance in there and it really benefits from rereading. But the point I want to make actually is that one of the other things that's true about, about the strike books, and this is something that we can, we can definitely take away from our stories is that while you're reading them, you're learning something. Now, I've talked about this before. Stephen King, in his book on writing, talks with some surprise that uh, how important readers find learning about other people's work, how much they enjoy learning about other people's work. And a lot of the, the really great novels you read, they do, they do, you sort of come out smarter. It's a bit like... Um, Who's a good example? Michael Crichton, who, you know, obviously he wrote Jurassic Park, which has a background in kind of genetics and cloning. He wrote books set in the aviation industry, in the VR uh, industry. And while they're obviously fiction and while you get a rollicking good story with, with Crichton, you always come out the other end feeling like you've learned something about this science or this industry or whatever. And... The strike books are the same. And we're going to talk today about means, opportunity, and motive, because one of the, one of the kind of the, the tropes that comes out time and time again through the books, and this is really as Robin Ellicott, who's the kind of the, the secretary sidekick at the start, the temp, who turns up right at the start of the first book, who becomes an investigator. Near the start of her career, she's always looking for the motive. Why would somebody want to, I don't know, push some someone off a balcony or, or, you know, tie them up and cover them in acid or, or whatever. There's some quite brutal crimes in uh, the strike books. So she's looking for motive. And one of the things that strike, who's the seasoned investigator says time and time again, early on is that motive is the least of the three. We've got means, opportunity, and motive, and motive is the least because it's the hardest one to actually understand. And that really resonated with me because in, in sort of a business sense, we put out our wares, we, we write our ads, we, you know, make our offers and what have you. And 
it's so easy to assign certain motives to when people do or do not buy something or take up your offer or read your webpage or whatever it is. But actually it's really, really hard to, to be sure about what that motive, what the motive is, because you don't know what you don't know. And this is the point that Strike is making in these books early on. It's much, much easier to assess means. Have they got the means to commit this crime? Have they got the means to, um, to take up your offer, to read your webpage? Have they got the opportunity to do it? But if you think about motive, it's much more, I want to say mellifluous, but I don't think that's the right word, but it's, it's much more kind of smoky because, you know, if you just think about something simple, I'll take a, a bog standard example, like a, a pair of trainers. I might buy a pair of trainers because I need a new pair of trainers. I might buy them because I actually, I'm going out on a date. This is, this would be 30 years ago. I'm going out on a date and I really want a clean pair of trainers. I might buy them because of the branding. I'd never have done that, but, but you know, I might buy them because of the branding. I might buy them because all my friends have a pair just like it. I might buy them because none of my friends have a pair just like it. Motive is so hard to, to, to understand. It's so hard to get into. There are so many levels of it. And often what, one of the things that we fall into, one of the traps, I think, particularly in business is we, when something happens, we ascribe a motive to it. We used to fall into this trap all the time with analytics. Oh, this, this, this didn't work. And clearly it didn't work because of X or Y. And actually you just don't know. So what we can do is we can focus on giving people the means and the opportunity and perhaps a bit less focus on motive. Okay. That's it for me today. I'm going to, tomorrow I might talk about another thing I've learned in the strike books. We'll see, but uh, that's all for me. Remember that your story means business. And if you want to dig deeper into the stuff that I do, search online for story.business. Bye now.